Nation. My name is Maddie Mayhem, and welcome to Down with the Ship. And with me is my co-host Sean Carnage. What's up? Yeah, what's up? And uh, we want to start by apologizing. We have been MIA for the last what three weeks now. Um, there's been a lot going on recently. Essentially, um, you know, I was in Vegas for one weekend, and my daughter Zoe is, you know, graduated from high school. Uh, you know, shout out Zoe graduating with honors. Yes. Real proud of her. So we were doing all the graduation stuff, graduation parties. Those of you with kids who have graduated know how that goes. Uh, and then Sean and I actually recorded a full pod. Was it a couple days ago that we, we recorded yeah. a full pod? I was going to try to get it out on Monday. And, I, you know, it sounded good. But I went back and listened to it. And, of course, the neighbors, uh, gardeners decided to show up and turn on their lawnmower. And uh, there was the lawnmower that kicked in halfway through, and so I decided to scrap the whole thing, and here we are recording it again. And um, it's probably it's probably fine. I mean, it's not like we've missed a ton. I mean, we have some stuff to talk about. I mean, OTAs have started. Uh, there's a lot of news. I think they're wrapping up at this point. Oh, they are. Yeah, they are wrapping up at this point. Um, you know, the Raiders had media day. There's a lot that's come out uh, about, you know, what's going on with the team uh, Sean and I were just talking about how strange it is to, you know, to see media day and OTAs without Derek Carr. You know, I think, I think that that's interesting. I mean, for the first time in nine years, I mean, he is nowhere in the building, nowhere to be seen. You know who else is nowhere to be seen? Josh Jacobs. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Holdout himself, Mr. Number Eight. Uh, Josh Jacobs, of course, changing his jersey number from 28 to 8. Yep. It, and that was after, of course, I bought his jersey at 28. So thanks, Josh Jacobs, for that. And news just came out today that uh, the Vikings are releasing Dalvin Cook. So well, that's what I'm saying. It's that, like, it's, okay, so it is not a rushing league anymore. It is a passing league, and the running backs just aren't aren't respected like really they, sad. they should be. I think Dalvin Cook's coming off like multiple consecutive, including last year, thousand yard seasons. And if that's not enough to keep your job, it's like, what is? Multiple Pro Bowls. Yeah. It's just the shelf life of a running back is only like five years, man. You I was, just can't. I was telling my wife just this morning, just on just on the subject really quick, but I saw Le'Veon Bell like had came out, you know, and he's working out again and, and whatever. And he's like, I still got something in the tank. And he's he actually, I think he said he regrets the holdout that he did. You know, he kind of started it off and he held out to where he didn't have a job anymore. You know, he's like, if you're not going to pay me, I'm not going to play. And here he is however many years later, and he's kind of regretting it. So it's almost like, hey, if you guys want to keep playing, you're just going to have to get in where you fit in. And uh, and and I think that's the, the tall tale there, or the tell all, you know, um, as far as that goes. You know, I think that the Josh Jacobs situation, if if he hadn't just won the rushing title, I would get that. It's like, all right, just sign, you know what I mean, just play. I mean, because again, if, he had a, if the Raiders had signed him to his fifth-year deal, it would have been $8 million. Now they franchise tagged him. They got to pay pay him ten million. It's essentially the same. I mean, he wasn't going to play even if they'd given him given him his fifth year. He wouldn't have played on that. Just like he's not playing on the on the franchise tag. Yeah. And you have to admit, it makes sense for him to hold out because again, you come off you're coming off the best season of your career. You win the rushing title. If you're not going to get paid after that, then when are you going to get paid? Yeah, this is you know it's NFL. They say stands for not for long. And so how how much longer will you be in this league? And if this is the time to get paid, you know you're going to do everything you can to secure that money for your future after football. Most definitely, most definitely. Well, let's uh, 
talk about we're going to talk about a few things today there again there's not a lot to talk about in the summertime i mean summer is in full swing and it's not really until training camp actual training camp gets here when you know the pads go on and we actually have some real stuff to talk about otas is i mean it's glorified practice really yeah you hear all the hype about the players i mean doing this and that and it's like i mean nobody's even coming at the quarterbacks at this point i heard a thing today that said brian hoyer is looking amazing <laughs> well yeah did you see well i think it was Tafer that po- posted that we had Vinny just the other day tweeting that aiden o'connell looks fantastic yes. and now we have uh, vic Tafer saying that 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 hoyer looked great here's the thing we don't want those guys to start for us, right? Nah. So it doesn't matter how great they look. Hoyer, Hoyer is still Hoyer. I mean, and if they're uncontested passes, you're, or uh, you know, nobody's coming at you, it's a lot easier to make that throw. So I mean, you know, it's not a real game like set mode, and it's hard to really kind of figure out what you got there when it's just OTAs. Yep, OTAs are. I mean, it's just. I mean it's training it's drills it's it's learning the system there's no pads yeah it seems like everybody has been there obviously besides jacobs but a lot of people aren't even practicing or like playing they're, they're still in the building which accounts but a well, lot of them aren't playing jimmy g obviously and we'll get into him a little bit later jimmy g's not practicing tyree wilson's not practicing josh jacobs isn't even there what about uh, mayor i think mayor's not is he uh mayor is not but i don't think i think that's because he hasn't signed a contract yet yeah but you know what's interesting? Jacorian Bennett is practicing, and he hasn't signed the contract yet. And I don't know if you saw, but they, they're giving Jacorian Bennett, uh, of course, Jacorian Bennett, our fourth-round draft pick, they're giving him burn it with the first team. I don't know yes. if you saw that. Yes, he was one guy that me and you were pretty uh, excited about when we picked him. Yeah, you know, um, the Tape Don't Lie guys, B.D. Williams and Marcus Johnson, uh, they do a great job on YouTube. Shout out to those dudes for Tape Don't, Tape Don't Lie. They they did a a, a video on Aiden O'Connell and, and Jacorian Bennett, and uh, Jacorian Bennett seems to be the real deal, man. He, I mean, he's got speed. He he, you know, he's always in the right place at the right time. He seems like he might be a steal. You know, another one of those diamonds in the rough that get taken, uh, you know, past the third round. So at least we have that to be excited about. So. I think that the direction of this podcast is going to be about, we're going to lead off talking about the Jimmy G debacle, um, which again, I, I, you know, we could talk about the debacle and, and it is a debacle, but did you see Adam Schefter said that, that Jimmy G is actually ahead of schedule and then he'll be ready for training camp? Yeah. They said that he's been walking around the building. He's been going to every single team function, a part of everything so far this off season, which I did like, you know, whether him taking the time away from the team. But, um, you know, it's. I feel like we're in the same boat, though. It's like still wait and see. We are in, in, in kind of a wait and see approach with all of the Raiders. I mean, we have no idea what to expect. I will say my expectations are lower than they've been in years. I was listening to Silver and Black today, the other day, and and, and they had made a good point about how last year Vegas gave the Raiders uh, I, the win-loss was at seven. And so, you know, everybody was like, oh, they're, they're going to they're gonna blow that out of the water. They're going to win like 13, 14 games and make the AFC Championship game. You know what I mean? And, and of course, we won six games and it was terrible and an embarrassment this year though they were saying that it's like the opposite every every raider fans like i mean because they get it's it's 7.5 again and everybody's like oh they're not they're gonna win like three games they're not gonna win anything they're gonna be so bad so hopefully we we kind of do the opposite again this year and and actually make make some noise maybe take some people by surprise i wish i could say i'm cautiously optimistic i'm really not i still think we're gonna finish sub 500 but i just want to see improvement you know, I want to see the pieces fall into place. I want to see a lot out of the young guys. I want to see our offensive line grow, take a step forward and be, you know, even better this year. 
Uh, I want to see Jimmy G. Uh, if he's going to start, I want to see him play all year, and I want to see him do well. It's really, it's really hard to get excited about this particular season. Yeah, I mean, especially with uh, Jimmy G and the foot injury and just seeing what McDaniels did last year, you know, there's definitely a lack of confidence I have uh, as far as what he's got going on. I always, as a Raider fan, you know, I always try to, I try to see things like with a silver lining, I guess, you know, as a Raider fan, you expect a lot out of the team and every offseason I kind of talk myself into, you know, this is going to be it. And I've done it so many years in a row, you know, I feel like I finally come to the wall where I'm like, now you're, you're kind of like, all right, put something on the tape and, and, and then I'll believe. But again, here I am and I'm just like, man, if Jimmy G's out there and Tyree Wilson like ends up being the guy we want him to be, you know, it all looks good at Raiders practice until you see the team compete against other teams who are way beyond them, you know, and, and just as a Raider fan, you're seeing you're seeing these guys or maybe even as a beat writer, you see these guys and go, these guys are looking great, you know, but that's according to how we've been looking, which is not good. So, I mean, looking great from looking really bad is not not as big of a gap as you might think compared to these other teams who are like ages above our team. Look, for instance, Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, yeah, we're nowhere near the Chiefs, unfortunately. It, it, every year I think, oh, they'll take a step back. They never do. They always get better. You know, it's like, what was it last year they won the Super Bowl? Yeah, and they always seem to find these guys in late late, late picks in the draft, you know, and just find these gems. Yeah, it's it's almost not fair at this point. It's like, Andy Reid, retire already. Please. You, you fat walrus <laughs> All right. Kool-Aid. so uh, again you know the jimmy g situation obviously is is a little we feel a little bit differently about it you know when when we first heard about the the, the foot surgery and what happened with the contract you know and, and how the the raiders brought him in and they were going to give him the, you know give him the starter role and then all of a sudden they found something with his foot and then he had to get surgery you know but he's still the guy uh all that did was, you know, because you know that that wasn't necessary. I, I still feel like, and, and tell, let me know what you think about this, shot. I know Ziegler's our GM, and I know he's writing the contracts. I still feel like McDaniels is calling the shots. Like, Mark Davis told McDaniels, you can have all the power. You can do what you want. You have to have a GM, so it looks like there's a GM. But there's no, dude, Ziegler is McDaniels' guy. Like, he works, Ziegler works for McDaniels. I, don't, I just don't see, I do not see Al Davis and Ziegler going, oh, well, we got to fire McDaniel. Or not Al Davis, I said Al Davis. Mark Davis. Al Davis. Who was hired? God rest your uh, uh They were hired together. It was a package the ex- deal. Exact same thing. Exact same thing. Yeah, then I could see what you're saying. I could definitely see what you're saying. McDaniel's obviously going to get his guy from New England because he's like, this guy's going to do what I tell him. You know, and so maybe that's why he brings, you know, Ziggler. I would actually rather keep Ziggler if if this season fails, you know, I'd give Ziggler another chance because, you know, I did like we did, what he did with the, the contract, you know, as far as Jimmy G and covering our ass. And maybe uh, McDaniels was like, all right, we're bringing Jimmy G and that's Ziggler stepping in going, okay, well, let me do this to the contract and make, you know, your, your wrong right. Yeah, I, I, I don't disagree with you. I think that... You know, Ziegler putting that clause in Jimmy's contract saying, look, man, if you don't play for us uh, because of injury, we don't have to pay you. If your foot is is an issue and you don't start for us, then we don't have to pay you. That's brilliant on their part. And you know what? I was happy with our draft picks this year, and that's Ziegler too. So I'm with you, man. I wish or I hope that when the the McDaniels thing gets gets old and everybody gets sick of him and they punt him out of town, I hope we keep Ziegler, but I just don't see that happening. I think that they're, they're a package deal. And, and unfortunately, I don't see, even if the Raiders don't don't win this year I don't see them moving on from from McDaniels either it's, it's kind of crazy to think you know you put in that clause because obviously Jimmy G does have the injury history 
and you're putting in that clause. And if we have another failed season, what are the chances of Ziegler and McDaniel even being here next year? You know, so you're putting this clause for maybe possibly, and I'm not rooting against the Raiders. You know, I always, I want us to win every single season. I'm always rooting for whoever's, you know, behind us, our coaches or whatever. I don't want them to fail. But if they do, the second season in a row, they pretty much are putting in this clause for some other coach and some other GM, you know, and, and it's like to put that in and not have a backup for it. Is your backup really Brian Hoyer? Or were they just like, are they really thinking they got some Aiden O'Connell? You know, it's kind of weird. They're like covering their ass, but they don't have a replacement quarterback to really cover their ass. I, I think Aiden O'Connell's the backup. He's, he's got to be. Are we really going to roll into the season with Brian Hoyer? That's yeah. horrifying to think about. You know, well, unless the Raiders make a trade for like Mac Jones, which I don't think they will. I think it might, it might be Hoyer at first and Aiden maybe be the third, but uh, just because uh, Hoyer knows the system better. You know, and, and, and so that's what you got to go with. But, you know, maybe towards the middle of the season, they switch it up. Or unless Aiden just it just kills it at, at, uh, in training camp. Well, uh, the, the Tape Don't Lie guys were basically saying that they think that McDaniels is going to be running a quarterback by committee. It's like, look, Jimmy G is going to go, but he's going to get hurt. And then when he gets hurt, it'll be Hoyer until Aiden O'Connell's ready, ready. And then it'll be Aiden O'Connell. So literally, we'll have all three guys start carousel. this year. It's carousel. Horrible. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, are we really just going to win enough games to not get any of those awesome like quarterbacks next year? You know, it's just, but again, I, I mentioned this in the last pod that we recorded. And I really think that Josh McDaniels is very arrogant and he believes that it doesn't matter what quarterback he has, he thinks that he can win because his system is awesome and he's an awesome play caller. And so I think Josh McDaniels feels like he just needs an accurate quarterback who's going to stand there and throw to where he wants him to throw. And so he doesn't care who his quarterback is. And so, again, he can have a quarterback by committee. Doesn't matter. Is there another coach in the NFL that that has the same, you know, quote-unquote system as McDaniels that you could think of? And I'm just curious who their quarterback may be. Yeah, I'm fairly certain that the uh, system in San Francisco is pretty similar. You know, the system that Shanahan runs is one of those timing systems. Uh, It's basically scheming guys open. So, again, and and this is interesting because – uh, the Tape Don't Lie guys uh, did some tape on Aiden O'Connell, and he is exceptionally accurate. He does not miss. He stands in the pocket, and he makes great throws. But he doesn't have good vision, which means if his first read's open, he doesn't really see his second and third read. And so he forces it to the first read. Now, that is what McDaniels and Shanahan basically scheme. They scheme a guy open, so the first read should be open every time because of the timing patterns, because of the the system, because of the routes and stuff. You scheme guys open. Um, and so it should be Devontae or whoever the, whoever the ball is going to, Aiden O'Connell's going to throw it to that guy. Hopefully he's not covered. I wonder what the comparison of Aiden O'Connell and Brock Purdy are because if it's the same system and it's as confusing and complicated as it is, Brock Purdy came in as a rookie last year, and I think it was towards the end of the season, but he came in and executed it pretty well, you know, as a rookie. So you're like, I mean, you know, it, it is learnable. It's not this like you have to be in the league for five years before you understand it. Yeah, but let's also not forget that San Francisco had a killer defense, and we do not. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we have, I did see PFF put out a list of their top 10 defensive ends in the league. You know where Max was? Yeah, I think he was like six or four or something like he that. He was five. Five. He was five. He was five. And you know what, dude? For Max Crosby to be top five, dude, you know who he was over? He was over Bosa. Bosa yeah, was I at did six. How cool is that? That is that is incredible, man. Max Crosby. Shout out to Max Crosby, man. That guy has quickly become one of the best players in all of the NFL. I cannot wait to see the top 25 this year. 
it would be sweet to see Max. It's, Crosby it's crazy because it, feel, it feels like top 100. I feel like just, uh, you know, just last year that Max was on, uh, you know, the HBO uh, NFL TV show when he was um, up there with the rookie singing that T-Pain song. Yeah, you remember it, uh, that? Ga- Did you watch all of them? Did you yeah. see that one where he broke his hand in the game? And he like went back in with his broken hand. Like oh, no. they literally popped his hand back into place, and he just like taped it up and went back in. His the rookie game. season. His rookie season, dude. His freaking pinky was like sticking out this way, oh, and they man. like popped it back into place, and he got back in the game. Yeah, like, that shows you the kind of player he is. He is. He is a killer, but he is the face of the team. Basically, I, I don't know if you've seen any promo. It's all. It is all. They're they're forcing Jimmy G on us, which he, you know the quarterback's the face of the franchise. But he's temporary. But he's temporary. But but it's Devontae and it's Max Crosby. Those guys are the face of the Raiders, and that's that's just fine by me. I was, I think that the Derek Carr thing was getting old, honestly. Yeah, I love having Max there. He's definitely taken in all the, you know, part about uh, being a Raider is you're a Raider for life. And, you know, he's just taken in the culture and all these old veterans that have come in. And, you know, he's developing these great relationships with them. You know, I hope Max is a, a Raider for a long time here coming. Yeah, he better be. I bought his jersey. <laughs> that's and the it, only one that may right. be safe. Dude, but don't go buy it. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't go buy it. I'll tell you what, don't buy a Hunter Renfro jersey because I still don't think so, he's safe. So what's going on with that? I mean, honestly, like I thought he'd be gone by now. He's been practicing with us. I mean, at this point... Point, I, I listened to Q on uh, you know Locked On Raiders, and he's he doesn't see much of a value if we did trade him at this point. He'd almost be more valuable to us to see what a healthy Hunter can do in a McDaniel system. So this the jersey sale thing, I thought that was a sure sign that he's gone. But now I'm not so sure. Well, but not a lot of uh, if you look, I was again they were just talking about it on on uh, Silver and Black today. The post June first cuts aren't necessarily like they don't happen right away. Sometimes they happen mid June and end of June. So there's still a chance that Hunter Renfro. Um, isn't on this team and honestly like we kind of don't need him i mean he's great he's fantastic but again one solid hit concussion he's out and why why would keep why'd you keep him he's too small i don't think the money's enough to keep him you know like or to get rid of him you know to kind of save on some money i think if you can get good value out of a trade and maybe we could pick up somebody else and get rid of him since we don't need him as, as much as you know we may need another position i'm cool with that but if we can't get good value i'd rather see what he could do yeah well, that that that's a pretty good transition into the main topic of this particular podcast, which is the fairly rocky start to the McDaniel's and Ziegler Ziegler era, um, and and just the countless missteps that they've made along the way. Of course, you know, obviously they came over here, uh, and and what were the first some of the first things they did last year? They 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 gave Derek Carr a new contract. They gave Darren Waller a new contract. They gave. Um, they gave Hunter Renfro a new contract. Yep. They brought Devontae Adams over for Derek. Uh, and, you know, they didn't give a contract to Josh Jacobs. Nope. Morons. They brought, uh, didn't, they, uh, didn't we pick up Chandler Jones, too? Yeah. They brought Chandler Jones in to, to bookend Paid Max him big Crosby. money. Paid him fat cash. And what, did he have, like, three sacks last year? Yeah. I mean, just, okay. So, like, let's break all of this down. I mean, first of all, giving Derek Carr the money. You know, and then and then just trading him at the end of the season, getting yeah. nothing for him. Yep. That's like strike one. It's like, all right, what do you, what are we doing here, guys? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that, that, that that's up. ridiculous. Like, how are you going to go all in on this last season and then go, oh wait, hold on, our bad. We totally messed up. This team isn't as good as we thought it was. It was like, well, shouldn't your evaluators be able to see that? That that you know the and and that's partially our drafting. It's partially Gruden and Mayock. Did I swear to God? Mayock and Gruden were the worst drafters. They drafted so terribly that they're partially responsible for how terrible our team is. Yes. Yes. They they did have one good draft. I mean, we I think they had a good draft. Didn't they draft Max? 
They did draft Max Crosby, but I mean, like, I mean, that's a good one. You think about how many J- first Josh ra- Jacobs they picked him up, but, but still, you don't draft a first round running back. Like, you yeah. we could have had anybody else except Bijan Robinson. Except Bijan Robinson, <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to see that guy play. But but you know, you give Derek Carr a contract, and then you sign Darren Waller to a contract, only to ship him off to New York. It's like, oh hey, this is this is an incredible tight end. Here's a contract. Actually, never mind. We don't want you anymore. We're gonna just ship you off. And what did we get for him? Like a third round pick, like yeah, number one hundred. We, we, we would have got more this the year before if we traded him. Exactly. Um, I think Green Bay offered us two first round draft or picks. A and they're like, or no, we're, we're, we're gonna keep him. And then we shipped him off. Yeah, so stupid. boneheaded uh, error number two. Right? And those are two offensive players. And McDaniel's is an offensive minded coach. You would think. Out of any position or any, you know, any side of the ball would be offense that he could evaluate. And there's plenty of tape on both those guys, and you still flubbed it up. Yeah, and you got to assume again, Raider Nation, that this is McDaniel's show, right? He's he's the arrogant one. Ziegler's, you know, Ziegler, Ziegler is his right hand man, but I I don't buy for a second that Ziegler has authority over McDaniel's, and I haven't from the get go. Well, I mean, the only other time that we saw him in a head coach position was over there in Denver, and it didn't work. So, so far, we haven't seen uh, head coach McDaniels and what he does actually work. And so it's like, hey, make us believe. Well, not just that. Don't forget when he committed to head coaching the Colts and then he at the last, they hired him. And then he backed out. He's like, just kidding. I don't want to do that. And it's just like, ugh. Now, needless to say, here's the thing. I'm rooting for him because I'm a Raider fan and I don't root against my team. But when he's gone, I will be very very happy. So, and you know what? If they do well this year, uh, Raider Nation, I'll be the first one to eat crow. It will be delicious. Hopefully, yeah. you hopefully and me both. You and me. I was just about to say that exact same thing. If he starts winning games, you know, we'll have a dedicated, uh, dedicated to McDaniel's podcast, and we'll just talk about all the great stuff he likes. Or something oh yeah, dude! I'll sing a song about the wonder that is Josh McDaniels. Yeah, dude. Just say, hey, just give us some W's, and everything's all good. <laughs> okay, so. So we have the, the the terrible Derek Carr contract, the terrible Darren Waller contract, and then, of course, you sign Hunter Renfro to a contract only to talk about shipping him out of town. Who knows if he's going to be here? Um, and again, the guy is 5'10". You hit him once, he gets concussed, and he's completely out and worthless. And, you know, you saw he couldn't catch. He dropped a lot of balls because of the concussion. Like, he just wasn't the same and i'm sorry uh you can be a great route runner but if you're tiny and you get hit and you're out what good are you right as q says the best ability is availability availability and he is not gonna have that i'm gonna call it now even when they trade him away one hit from somebody concussion out there's no way so I, i i'm gonna go ahead and shock uh uh, the Hunter Renfro contract up is a bad contract too by the Ziegler McDaniel's uh, conglomerate or whatever. Okay, so there's three, and then you need a quarterback. What do you go out and do? You sign Jimmy G. Who has he played had... a full season? Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Nah, has he played one full I, season? I don't think so. I don't. Yeah, think it's so. like well, he hasn't played a full season in seven seasons, but I think this will be the one. Yeah. It's like, dude, like. Like, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, and shame on me. And fool me seven times, then you're Josh McDaniels. <laughs> is, <laughs> hey, is that a bet you can make in Vegas, the over-under on how many games Jimmy G plays? Is, is that an over-under nowadays? I wonder. Uh, I, I, bet, <laughs> I bet you you could make that bet. I bet you there's a way that you can make that bet. The over-under of Jimmy G's feet. I yeah. swear to God, dude, the guy's going to play. If he plays. Seven games. If he plays. Right? So, <laughs> so signing Jimmy G... Only to find out that he's injured, and then he gets surgery, and they're like, well, we're not worried. But you see, they asked 
Uh, McDaniels, what do you think about Jimmy G? You know, I know the fans are having a lot of anxiety about, you know, and, and McDaniels is like, I don't have any anxiety. And it's like, well, of course you don't. You don't have to sit there and pay money to watch your shitty team lose because you're, I guarantee, I, and again, it, it pains me to say it, but I bet you Mark Davis said, guys, you can basically take as long as it, it takes to get, you know, to get this team on the right track. So even if we lose this year, it's okay. And so McDaniels is basically going, all right, well, you heard the bull cut guy. He said that we're allowed to. <laughs> oh, you, heard, you heard Carrot Bowl. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking about it, and, and um, I know one of the things that they had told Devontae when he came with us last year was that they're not going to come in here and rebuild, and they're, and they're going to play to win, you know? And that offense looked, it looked stellar on paper. And I wonder if McDaniels and Ziegler kind of were already like, well, we want to get rid of these guys. But, you know, Mark Davis said, hey, we can't get you can only get rid of two people. You know, everybody else has to stay. Come in here and do what you can. So they tried. And then by the end of it, they're all we told you it wasn't going to work. And eventually they ended up getting rid of the people they wanted to get rid of, you know, and now they kind of were trying to convince D- Devontae Adams. Hey, we're not rebuilding again this year. And you're like, yeah, you, you are because <laughs> you got a new quarterback, you know, and uh, like three of them. And you don't know which one's going to be going. And, I mean, you, you, you let uh, Waller go. Now you got three new tight ends in there. And, I mean, it's a whole new team, you know, whether you look at it like that or not. Yeah. Well, and, you know, that that brings me to, to, to screw up number four, which is, you know, you know, signing Brian Hoyer to be the backup quarterback. It's like there, I would almost rather have anybody else. I get he knows the system, but how are you not going to go out and get Cam Newton? How are you going to sign Brian Hoyer instead? That guy's like 90 years old. Why is he even playing football? Yeah. Hey, no, but he's looking great out there. Oh, well, that's what, <laughs> that's what the, me- the team media reporters are saying. <laughs> that is four bungled decisions right the Derek Carr Darren Waller contract Hunter and Renfro. Hunter Renfro contract and then signing Jimmy G and then and Brian Hoyer that's five all right what's the, what's the last one though we're still dealing with it Josh Jacobs oh yeah and then <laughs> the one guy you don't pay yeah and uh, uh, we'll we'll see what he does right and then you, you remember last year they played him during the like the last game of preseason everybody's yeah. like are they just gonna cut Josh Jacobs yeah. they're gonna trade him away and so what does he do he goes out and wins the rushing title and shows himself to be the best running back in football this year way to go guys yeah you really played that one well exactly exactly and then and then Josh Jacobs is like all right can I get paid now and they're like eh. yeah <laughs> like, oh well we're not sure like yeah, maybe this. if you go out and do it again it's like oh my god dude what are you guys freaking yeah doing? it's crazy that's a that's a lot of lot of big blunders that they've done so far and it's it's like come on man and and then people are like oh you, you're not believing in the moves they make this this year and you're like Pfft. What's the difference between last year? Well, you know? and I think I think what is the most frustrating is that they try, you know, for me anyways, is that they tried to move up to the first pick and probably that was to draft, you know, Bryce Young and then that doesn't work out. And so it's like do is there a plan? Like, is there a plan? Are they just like, well, let's try this? Oh, this didn't work. Let's try this. Whatever. This sticks. didn't work. Let's try this. Yeah. It's like, what's the plan? And the worst part is these smug bastards, especially McDaniels, they keep coming out acting like it's all part of the plan. Like, oh, we're con- we're completely under under control. We got it all figured out. It's like, no, you don't. Stop blowing smoke up our asses, right? Stop. What do they call it? Don't piss on my leg and tell me it's raining. We're not <laughs> stupid. I like that. Right? One. Yeah. And especially, you know, when you're like, all right, Jimmy G's our guy. And right before you go to sign him, they're like, oh, he didn't pass his physical. And you're like, ooh. Yeah. You know, like, come on, man. Come on. Everybody, I, everybody knows what happened. 
Yeah, I, I just I I wish that that they would just be real with fans and be like, look, we messed up, but we're you know we're trying our best to fix this. Like if they just owned up to some mistakes instead of acting like it's all part of their plan, I think that they wouldn't be so off putting. I wouldn't be so angry about McDaniel's again. I give Ziegler the benefit of the doubt. I feel like his hands are tied, you know, and and he's doing the best that he can. You know that the the save with the Jimmy G contract. You know he had a killer draft. I still, I mean, I'm excited about Tyree Wilson, but I still think that's kind of a questionable decision if you don't know if he's going to start during the season. You know what I mean? Uh, signing Chandler Jones was questionable. Our linebacking core is highly suspect. They're putting a lot on Dia- Divine Diablo. Yeah, There's a lot I of faith on Divine Diablo this year. Uh, big swole. Yeah, he bulked up from what, like 230 to 247 or something like that, or 220 to 247. He, uh, he's bigger. You know, and obviously they're giving him the green dot, which means they're probably going to have him play the. Uh, uh, we're probably going to run a four-two-five, which means that it's going to be four defensive linemen and two linebackers. So that'll be Spillane and and uh, Divine Diablo. Yeah, I'm excited about Diablo. He had he put a lot of good tape, um, you know, out there, you know, last year. And, and then he got hurt, right? And then he got hurt. Yeah. So I'm, I mean, being a young guy. That's what I want. I want young talent. You know, I want these guys that have only been in the league a couple years to start shining. Nate Hobbs, we need a lot out of him. You know, we need him to step up and be a starting cornerback. You know, and and that's how that's how you continue to be a good franchise. You don't just win one one year and then all of a sudden the next year you're in last place again. You know, I want to. Cons- We've been consistently bad for so long. It's about time we start being consistently good. And it starts off with one good season, and then you do another one after that, and then you do another one after that. I would just be happy for us to be like an average team that like is able to beat some good teams. You know what I mean? Like we have bad days, but you know, if we can put it all together, you know, we can win some games. Do I think that we're going to even sniff the playoffs? Not at all. Not even a little bit. But again, I don't think that the goal is, I know fans want us to tank this year in order to, you know, to get uh, Drake May or uh, that Williams dude from SC, but I just, I don't think that that McDaniel's is trying to get either one of those guys. I don't think he cares who his quarterback is. In all honesty, well, I wonder. Like, I mean, obviously, you know, pick Aiden O'Connell because he kind of he's used to kind of the same scheme. That's what I was just about to bring up. You know, these football players, you know, different coaches got different schemes. You know, and and these players get traded all the time. So you, you, I'm sure there's like a cornerback or a linebacker, or maybe a receiver. You know, they go from one scheme to another and they get traded to this team, and now they're running this other scheme. And you know, they have to do it their whole careers. So, I mean, I get that the quarterback is the most important position, but McDaniels is going for only people that do his schemes. Why not take somebody else that doesn't do his scheme or draft someone that doesn't and kind of mold them into it a little bit? You know, is it just a patience thing? Or he doesn't, he doesn't, doesn't want to take the time to do it? Well, they're philo- you have to have a philosophy as a coach, you know, and, and your philosophy can't be, I'm going to take guys and make them work. Because the Raiders have tried that, you know, and they used to call that pounding a, a round peg into a square hole. You can't do that. You need to get guys to fit your system. And it seems to be that the Raiders' philosophy is guys that play multiple positions. Can you play, if you're O lineman, can you play all the positions on O line? If you're defensive tackle, can you slide inside or can you slide out and play defensive end? If you're a cornerback, can you play safety? Can you play, play slot? That way, if there's any injuries, everybody moves everywhere else. And, and Patrick Graham can show multiple fronts. Uh, and it makes the offense less predictable. So again, I get their philosophy, and from that perspective, you need 
uh, system guys. So would you say that like some of these teams that are doing really good, the Eagles, you know, uh, did they just happen to become a team where they have a bunch of players that fit their scheme finally? You know, you finally got them all together, all the same scheme type players, and now you watch that actually scheme like unfold. Well, the defensive philosophy for the Eagles has always been to build the defensive line. Even if it's good, get more guys. And they have the number one defensive line in football and and they're awesome. Like their defense is fantastic because they put some uh, capital into that defensive line because that's their philosophy. Patrick Graham's philosophy isn't necessarily to pound the defensive line. His philosophy is to get guys that are utility guys so that he can move them wherever he wants to. So it's completely different. Because they're always changing schemes, right? Different like they're philosophy. going 3-4 to 4-3 and whatever. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. you know, they're going to play whatever system fits the uh, the team that they happen to be playing that week. And that that's Bill Belichick's philosophy also, you know? Yeah. So if you think about it, it's Belichick's system. Well, as much as I hate to say it then, you know, there wasn't a lot of players available as far as quarterback comes and Josh Josh McDaniel's scheme. And if you think of and you put them all on paper, I, I would say Jimmy G would probably be the best one that you could have got. And, it, it, you know, he might have said that was our first go-to anyways, but it might have just been the best of the bunch. Yeah, the best of the bunch was Tom Brady, but he didn't want to play. Yeah, yeah there you go. There, you, That's right. We, ta- we had talked about that, too. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I get it. You know, I guess I guess I guess I can understand the move now and, and maybe see what he's trying to do. It's totally different than what we had before. That's why he's bringing in the Patriots players. We got Jacoby Myers now, and that's why I thought Hunter was going to be out. But um, I mean, I guess we're just going to have to see it now that now that he's got the majority of his scheme, guys. Let's see it all unfold and see. Let's see it work then. You know what I mean? It's, a, it's he's, he's got to show it to us. All right. So then I guess since we just spent this whole uh, podcast slamming uh, the the decisions that of. Uh, you know, the McDaniels and Ziegler have made. Let's end the podcast on a positive note. So what is one good thing that this uh, this team, uh, that the, the McDaniels-Ziegler uh, conglomerate has done since they came in? Like, what's the one thing where you're like, all right, they did that, that's good? They brought in Devontae Adams. You know, when you, when you can get the best wide receiver in football and, and you bring him to your organization, hopefully he retires a Raider, you know, that's a win in my book. And Devontae's still playing at a high level. Obviously, they say they don't see eye to eye, but you know what? Devontae's still going to go out there and be good, and and Mark Davis isn't going to let him just walk away just on McDaniels as a stubborn ass. That's good. That's good. I got one for you. Uh, extending Max Crosby's contract. Oh, yeah. Remember they did that yep. last year? Yep. So that that's my choice. So they, that, those are two good decisions made probably by – I mean, we have to say if, 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 I, if my theory is that McDaniels is calling the shots, I can't give all that credit or, credit to Ziegler. So that's that's two good decisions, and their draft was pretty decent. Sean and I gave them uh, you know, good grades on their draft. So uh, cautiously optimistic there. It's not like they're they're completely just flubbing every single step along the way. Um, I just think that we as we as Raider fans are just tired of the Raiders as a full organization just continually making mistakes. But you know, let, let's let's call it what it is though. Mark Mark Davis is not the worst owner in football. I mean, he, he's, he's not, not the worst or not the best. He's not. He, well, he's definitely not the best, but he's yeah. not the worst owner. No. I mean, he, he cares, cares to win. He yeah. cares about the team. He cares about the family, you know. And I yeah. think Mark Davis is is doing the right things. He just there's a lot of stuff he does, he doesn't know about too, and he yeah. lets people do that for him. Exactly. He know, doesn't. He's good. not like he's not like Jerry uh, over in Dallas. Jerry, what's the name of the Cowboys? Jerry, Jerry, Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones. 
who's got his fingers and everything. Or like Al Davis, who also, you know, meddled with the defense. You know what I mean? So, yeah. all right. So we're going to end this podcast basically by by saying that we're, we're just, we're going to continue to wait and see. We're coming upon the end of OTAs and there's going to be a dead period. Um, I'm actually going on vacation for the next couple of weeks. So I'm going to get this podcast out. I'll post it today and then you guys won't get another pod probably until maybe the, we'll try to kick, kick one out like at the 1st of July, right? Or maybe yeah. mid-July right before training camp. And yep. then, of course, once training camp hits, Sean and I will have all kinds of stuff to talk about. And then when the season starts, it'll be like twice a week. Still so. a lot of free agents available right now. There could be a lot of more uh, transactions happening. Hey, we'll, we'll see if we still got Hunter Renfro, you know, by, by that time. You yeah, know? A lot anything's could, possible. A lot could happen. A lot could happen. But there will be a couple weeks, Raider Nation, where you, you won't get a new pod from us. But don't don't despair and don't lose faith in uh, Down With The Ship because we, we plan on... Uh, jumping right back into it in July and and basically being consistent from that point on. So we'll be back. And so I guess we'll just end on that note. I mean, we ended with some positivity about uh, about the organization. We ended with the direction of where, where we're going as a podcast. Yep. And uh, I think that this is our ninth podcast, if I'm not mistaken. I don't think we've hit 10 yet, but uh, we're almost there at 10. And uh, we also want to just extend a heartfelt thank you to those of you who have uh, continually followed us here at Down With The Ship, who've shared us with their family and friends who happen to be Raider fans. We really appreciate that. One more thing, if you guys want to reach out and follow us on uh, social media, we are. you can find us at, at DWTS. That's at DWTS. And you can find us on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, hit us up. Reach out, uh, you know, ask us questions, give us, give us topics to talk about, uh, any sort of feedback. Uh, send all us of it, pictures. Yeah, send us pictures. All of it is appreciated, and uh, we just really appreciate um, the support that we've gotten and hope to continue to get it from you guys and hope that you continue to enjoy the content that we provide. Yeah, it's definitely been a busy off-season so far, and we've had plenty of, plenty of stuff to talk about, and, and it's not over yet, and there'll still be plenty of stuff, and uh, we'll just keep these, these podcasts coming up, and that way you could stay updated on your news. If this is the only spot you get it, you'll be updated too uh, according to what's going on with the team. All right. Well, with that, that's going to do it for us. And so uh, this is Maddie Mayhem with my co-host Sean Carnage signing out. This has been Down with the Ship, and we will see you very soon, Raider Nation. Remember, Raider Nation, Brian Hoyer is out there looking amazing. <laughs>